It's time for another episode of the Global Meditation Podcast. This weekly show features explorations of spiritual and paranormal topics with a focus on bridging the physical and metaphysical, bringing deeper meaning to our individual and collective lives. And now, here are your hosts, Darby and Christine Miller. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Darby joining you today. Christine will not be with us. We're going to finish up our deep dive of the book, The Door of Everything by Ruby Nelson. And uh, as we've been doing each podcast episode for the last several episodes, we're going to cover a, a couple of chapters from this book discussing the main points from the, the chapter. And uh, this will conclude the book. This is chapter 11 and 12. These are fairly short chapters compared to some of the earlier chapters, especially chapter 12. Um, so this podcast episode will li- likely be on the shorter side. So chapter 11 is entitled The Lightning Flash. And we had mentioned the lightning flash at the end of the last episode. It uh, was mentioned at the end of chapter 10. And I was thinking that maybe the the lightning flash was referring to the Kabbalistic um, term of the same name that describes uh, the descent of divine forces down through the tree of life in a zigzag pattern. She doesn't mention anything about the tree of life in uh, this chapter 11, but she does talk quite a lot about the lightning flash, which sounds like it happens as you move through this door of everything. And I'm going to start out with chapter 11 by reading uh, the first paragraph. So Ruby starts out with a quote from uh, Jesus. As the lightning that lights out of the one part under heaven and shines onto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. Ruby continues and writes, What your friend Jesus meant when he said this was that the earth of your body will be lit up from end to end by my light, even as swiftly as the lightning moves from one end of the sky to the other when your day has come. So this lightning flash is apparently a, an energetic lighting up of the body from from your feet to the top of your head. And uh, apparently it happens very quickly, just like lightning. Therefore, the term the lightning flash. And she says as she continues onward that once you have this experience of the lightning flash, that you are at that point free from the prison of subcreation. And as we've talked about before, Ruby refers to the subcreation as the the product of the surface mind, the surface mind that it's is disconnected from the submerged mind and uh, disconnected from the creator and the submerged mind. In my understanding of how Ruby's writing this book is sort of our direct connection to the creator by accessing accessing this mind. Ruby writes. The film of unbelief that separated your surface mind from your submerged mind is torn asunder, and never again will you be entangled like a helpless fly in the web of subcreation. So there is a, a lack of separation between the surface mind and submerged mind when this lightning flash occurs. And Ruby says that also when this happens, your body becomes immortal 
and she's she's specifically talking about the body as you as you read chapter eleven. She says that the body becomes transmuted into light, light with a capital L, and this body becomes a vehicle for the soul, so it can quote travel the way of the saints. And I'll read a quote pertaining to that from the chapter. Ruby writes, death is the way of separation. It is not the way of oneness. Although death may, on rare occasions, be painless and easy for its victims, it is never painless and easy for the loved ones left behind. This is because I created all my children to be together in love, together in spirit, not separated by unknown universal vastness. Though you were able to roam the cosmos when you knew it as the Garden of Eden, you were also able to be bodily in the presence of a loved one whenever your heart desired with the speed of thought. Death is contrary to this perfect law of non-separation, which all exercise most freely before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. So Ruby writes that the Creator never intended this um, type of separation from our loved ones when they physically passed away and that this is a creation of our surface mind. She also discusses the fallacy of the idea of an internal punishment and hellfire for sinners when they, when they physically die. She says that this is a misinterpretation of the Bible. And uh, reading a quote from the chapter, Ruby writes, Hell is the realm of the independent surface mind, the level in consciousness on which all dwell before discovering and entering the door of everything. Hell is on your side of that door. Heaven is on my side of it. So basically, we're all in hell <laughs> right now, more or less, unless we are able to cross through that door. So uh, I've, I've, that definitely uh, resonates with, with my belief, my personal belief in hell. I've always felt that uh, Earth is pretty much enough of a hellscape. We don't think we need uh, a pit of uh, an eternal uh, hellfire after we die. Now's uh, our opportunity to uh, transcend that hellscape through uh, following some type of a, a spiritual path and gaining spiritual knowledge. And she continues to discuss death, and she says that before you are freed from the, the prison of the surface mind, when you cross this door of everything, that when you die, when you physically die, the soul will, of course, leave your body and it seeks a corresponding place, a vibration in the psychic realm that, that corresponds to where you were vibrating at in the physical realm. And this kind of, I, I hear some similarities between what I've read and the law of one in terms of the idea that when we, we, we die, we kind of walk uh, forward into the light. And when the light gets too uncomfortable, that's where we stop walking. And that's sort of where we, that's sort of our vibrational point at that moment. And then we, you know, reincarnate at some point in another body to, continue learning the lessons that we're here to learn so that we can continue to embody more light and walk further down that path uh, when we when we pass away again to 
eventually graduate to a, a point where we're containing so much light and embodying so much light and we're comfortable with it that we're able to kind of make it to the next level of of graduation, which if you look at the law of one term terminology, it would be being harvested from a, a third density planet to a fourth density planet. And uh, some of this sounds like uh, what Ruby's talking about sounds a little bit like that. And she says that the psychic realms that where the soul goes after physical death, these realms are a part of the web of subcreation. So, so this surface mind created subcreation includes both physical aspects and what we would consider probably non-physical or psychic aspects, psychic realms. And uh, so I got to think that uh, this, the surface mind, it, we're talking about a, a surface mind that encompasses sort of the, the group mind of humanity that together all of us are sort of creating this, uh, this sub-creation which keeps us trapped in this kind of prison and which is physical and non-physical. And Ruby writes that the souls are tied to the earth by binding emotional chains and that we have to reincarnate until we release these, these chains that bind, bind us. And this repeating cycle occurs until the lightning flash frees the soul. So certainly parallels with this uh, cosmology with a lot of other uh, different different faith, faiths or certainly new age concepts of reincarnation and coming back again and again until you um, learn what you're here to learn. There's certainly some ideas of karma that you could probably work in there. Of You know, the, the emotional chains might be another way of describing karma, stuff that you need to work out with uh, others in your different incarnational lifetimes. I'll read a quote from the book that relates to uh, relates to what we've been talking about. Ruby writes, this is when, as Jesus said it, you will be as the lightning that lights out of the one part under heaven and shines onto the other part under heaven. In other words, by the time your surface mind becomes conscious of it, your whole body is already filled with light and the veil that separates your surface mind from the unlimited realm inside the door is rent asunder as swiftly as a lightning flash. I like that quote. So she's saying that by the time we are, our surface mind, our conscious mind, it becomes aware of this, this door of everything. We've already been so filled with light, presumably by our spiritual practices, uh, such as uh, attending to the Ascension attitudes or, or something equivalent that, that, by the time we consciously become aware of this light, we've we're so filled with it that the door just burst open with this lightning flash, and um, the uh, the way is made clear. And Ruby concludes chapter eleven. She says, "Did you want to practice the ascension attitudes to bring this about?" as I said, and the lightning flash will dissolve you. And when you are dissolved, you become the light of Christ becoming immortal. And like, like I said, it seems clear to me 
that she's talking about physically immortal. So I think it's the idea that, you know, typically when we are caught in the web of subcreation, when we die, our soul would go to, uh, you know, a resting place before incarnating again, but our physical body dies. And perhaps there's some aspect of the personality that dies with it. And I think what Ruby might be saying is that when we achieve this state of the lightning flash, we're able to bring our physical body and probably some aspect of our personality with us as we uh, make it to this next level go and go through that door of everything to whatever that next, uh, whatever that next step is. <clears throat> and that is chapter 11. Chapter 12 is entitled the door of everything. I could probably read uh, the whole thing and it would only take a few minutes. She starts out chapter 12, basically kind of, going over the previous chapters in a really abbreviated form. She mentions that the, the creator's small, still voice is there to guide you, that faith is a magnetic force and prayer illuminates the way. She says that you want to reject all limited race beliefs of the surface mind and refuse to judge others or physical reality by appearances. And, uh, you want to develop a, a total stillness of mind. And then she refers to this lightning flash as a, a second birth. She also says uh, enthusiasm and surrender are important. Enthusiasm sets alight in you the fires of purification. And surrender indicates humility and willingness to lean upon my wisdom and my strength. Quoting from the uh, chapter. And... Um, the rest is just basically talking about the love of God, that when you walk through the door of everything, what you find is the love of God. I'll read a quote here. Ruby writes, this great love of God is the reward for all who overcome the mixed thought habits of the earth. It is the reward I promise to bring with me as I lead you through that unreal door. It is the new name I will write upon your forehead. It is your complete fulfillment of the light that contains all. For life is light and light is love. Your soul is the vessel which must receive this love. Your little human self would be consumed by it. Let your soul stand forth and live. For of what profit is it if a man gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Come, meet me just inside the door of everything in my timeless realm of being, where all the perfect qualities of your grand cosmic self will be will intersect and blend into the one precious jewel, the precious jewel of love. And that's actually the conclusion there of chapter 12, that quote that I read. And one other thing I wanted to mention earlier in chapter 12, she says that, spoiler alert, the door of everything never existed in the first place. <laughs> she says that, the door of everything is actually erected by yourself, which I'm assuming she means the surface mind. And therefore it is fundamentally unreal. It's kind of like one of those, it's basically part of the subcreation. It's an illusion, which once you um, cross the door of everything, you realize you turn back and realize that it wasn't real in the first place. And she says that everything is love and the light of love 
is that from which all things are made. So there's love, and then from that, from love, there's light, and that forms a creation. And uh, yeah, so she ends on the idea of love is everything, and that you'll become this this love this when you cross the the door of everything, and truly know your your grand cosmic self, which in essence is the precious jewel of love. So as I said, chapter 12 is fairly short, and that is The Door of Everything by Ruby Nelson. Um, I did do another search before recording the podcast to see if I could find anything about Ruby Nelson, and I, you know, I couldn't find anything. I, I went to several book publisher websites where they had a, a bio page set up for her, which I'm, I'm assuming they do for all authors, but it, there was nothing on the bio page. I thought about the the only thing I think we could probably do is contact the actual publisher, which the the copy I have, which I got from uh, Amazon, is Divorce and Company. So you know they might actually be able to provide some more information, and I think that I will do that after this podcast recording is complete. Is I'll send them out a little uh, email, and if they get back to me with any interesting information, I'll be sure to pass it along. And that concludes our podcast episode for this week. And of course, also our study of the door of everything. As always, uh, whenever we discuss books here, I encourage you to go to your favorite book reseller of choice and pick up a copy for yourself. So you can dive in and get all the details and decide for yourself whether you resonate with anything that the, uh, the book or body of knowledge is trying to impart. It's always my hope that you take what you like and leave the rest and uh, certainly encourage you to apply this information to your life in a way that uh, you think might benefit you. One thing I will say in terms of direct application is you may want to check out the meditation technique that I'm involved in that is really the reason I found this book. I I had started this meditation technique and wanted to get some more information about its background and did some searching online and found this book. But uh, the technique, the meditation technique that I'm using has as its cornerstone these ascension attitudes, the ascension attitudes of praise and uh, gratitude and love. If you'd like to find out more about that meditation technique, you can find more information about it at ethereanascension.com. Uh, Ethereum is spelled A-E-T-H-Y-R-I-A-N and then ascension.com. I'll provide a link in the podcast and maybe you will resonate with it as well. All right, have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll see you next week for another podcast episode. Be well.